You are listening to The Breakfast Show with Lawson and Blank. Yep. Are you <laughs> coming in smooth. That's yeah. Nice smooth. That does look smooth like peanut butter that we talked about that helps you sleep at night. Mm. By the way, I if you have a peanut allergy, do not use peanut butter to help you sleep at night. Uh, that would be a terrible mistake. You would go into a pretty deep sleep. <laughs> uh, wow. Potentially one that you know, I heard someone because I always say like. That got dark very quickly. Just, just on those kinds of things. Um, oh, okay, on those things. Yeah, on those kinds of things. Because I always say to people, when people ask me how I am, I'm like, I'm winning. Okay. Like I'm killing it. I'm winning. Like that kind of stuff. You know, I always try and keep a positive ab- attitude. And I'm like, and and I said that to someone, and they're like, Yeah, I'm I'm winning too. I'm winning so much that I'm about to finish. And I was like, That's Yikes. that's intense. That's, that's... yeah. So I, I said to that person that I I don't want them to do that. Uh, yeah, I think that was making a joke. Yeah, and uh, usually we we don't make jokes about things like that. So so don't don't Eddie, you're listening to the breakfast, breakfast show, show where things get FM. super awkward super around eight a.m. in the morning. Uh, um, please read the clue. Quiz. The Lord Move said on. He would not destroy this city if there were ten righteous people living in it. Only ten. Mm-hmm. He actually said there, that He wouldn't do it for fifteen as well. And well 20. Fifty. And 50, too. Yeah, that's right. So it went right down the line. Then the number goes down and down and down. And it gets to the point where Abraham, actually, Abraham is interceding on behalf of the people, saying, don't destroy the city. But the point was, not even one. In fact, there were like four that ended up being three. And then those three people who were saved, yeah. Well, four were, could have been saved. Could have been saved. One chose to, actually, that was the, that was the quiz yesterday. Mm-hmm. One oh. chose to. To look back. Yeah. And to turn into table seasoning. That's right. Well, hey, if you know what the answer to this quiz is, again, 0491064669, the Lord said he would not destroy the city if there were 10 righteous people living in it. All right. Let's uh, get into some text messages for the day. Braden texts in, and I totally agree, flat pack is annoying because uh, because you uh, it's not till you get home all ready to make it, you then open it to find one damaged piece. So then you have to pack it all up and get it exchanged. So frustrating. Uh, the nasal emoji where you're shooting spray out of your nose. Do you know that emoji? Yep. That's the one. What is that? Is it angry or maybe a sneeze? I can't tell. Oh, it's like, <laughs> that's like wind. That's oh. like wind. It's like you're like huffing and puffing, you know? Huffing and puffing, angry face. I love it. Okay. Uh, Brayden, you got the answer correct. Uh, Raphael, you got that right as well, too. Wayne, close. Very close. Freco. Uh, I think that's I think that's pretty close. I, I think we could give that to you. Yeah, you got it right there on the next one there. Bruce Liz, good job. Uh, we got another text message. I saw an article headline this morning from a Chinese source saying that COVID was deliberately released. I've not read the article yet, so I can't comment on its validity, but that's an interesting thought on what we were talking about. From a about Chinese source? Were they saying it was from China? Or- well, how could he read it? Does Brayden read Chinese? Oh, there's also this thing called like translate. No, impossible. I think he read, I think he speaks fluent Chinese. But my, my thought is, is the Chinese source like anti-government? Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I see or, what you're saying. I'm, I'm thinking like, 
That would be pretty wild. But then it's like the CCP, like, yes, it was a manufactured disease. Got it. In no, Oakland, wild. California. And then it's like, oh, okay, fair enough. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Uh, Janelle, you got the answer correct. Brett, correct. Julia, correct. Good job. We've got some smart cookies on the, mm. on the air today. COVID-19, this is a text coming in. The reports have been coming out since the early days of the virus. Researchers from the Wuhan area came out and said so within months. There have also been many reports coming out for the last three years that I'm even surprised that you guys are even still unsure. If there's one thing that we've learned over the last three years, it's that all the conspiracies have come true. I don't know about that one. I don't know if all the conspiracies have come true, but... The moon isn't cheese. That's, that's something. <laughs> the, that's one I, that I think, come I think some conspiracy theories have definitely been proven true for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I was, I was listening uh, to someone recently and he was like, you know what? If you don't believe in one conspiracy theory, I question you because now we're in a time where there's so many, one of them has to be true. Right. That's right. Cause we're like back in the day, I think the big conspiracy was like, Hey, we didn't land on the moon. Right. So mm-hmm. people are like, Ooh, Ooh, did we, did we not? Right. Now it's just, cons- there's so many conspiracy right. theories. We live in a world of disinformation, honestly. And so you have to be aware and be careful what you share on the internet and what you read on the internet as well, too, because there's a lot of misinformation. But the difference, the the difficulty with conspiracy theory, there's actually two sides of philosophy on this, like where you can be a bit more sure, but we live in a world that doesn't really fit those philosophies. And that is that either every conspiracy is untrue and what is true is what is what you can see and perceive and understand. Like what you can see right in front of you, like there's no secret hidden information beyond the next door. You know, that, that's that's not what's going on. So that's one side, which makes the universe a whole lot simpler, but again, doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean it's true. And it's something that I don't subscribe to because as a believer in God, absolutely there is knowledge that is outside of my realm of grasp and understanding. And there are things that are potentially unknown or obstructed from my understanding but and the, from everyone's that's, that's right it's called esoteric information that's right the other side is that every conspiracy is true like everything yeah, that, that you could possibly be, perceive happening behind the scenes actually is happening and there are some people who take like that reptilians ap- fake the moon landing that's right and and there are some people who genuinely take that approach but what we see with truth is that you've got truth in the middle it's like a path and they've got ditches on either side, and you can fall off either side. Both of those sides look different, but they're essentially leading to ruin. And I think every conspiracy is true, and no conspiracy true is essentially the ditches beside the path of what is actually going on. And I think the, almost like a spectrum. That's right. And the real thing that will enable us to see truth is to know Jesus, who is truth, absolutely, and the way and the life. And you could say, but how is Jesus going to tell me? you know, where the virus came from. But simultaneously, it's, and that's like, okay, fair enough. But does he need to tell you? I, I think it's, I think the speculation is interesting. I think it's, but we know from Jesus that all kinds of powers are working in our world today, not only physical, but spiritual too. And right. it's like, so who's the real enemy then? It's like, is it China? Is it, is it Russia? No, the real enemy is sin. The real enemy sure. is Satan. And, and this really goes back to World War Two. Mm. Uh, when we see Nazi Germany, they're not controlled by Hitler. Mm-hmm. They're not controlled by Heinrich Heimel or uh, Mengel. Like, no, no, no. Those guys are influenced and controlled by sin. Mm-hmm. And the sin is what leads to those terrible, terrible 
men doing those things because they're following a path that is not a biblical path. That's right. We've got another text message here. The weight of evidence is like east to west. All we need is an open mind, which you already do have already. So that's good. Another text message. I've been having hot showers and finishing with a cold shower uh, winter and summer for the last 35 Oof. years. I really get sick. The best for the immune system. Boom, boom. Okay, hot and cold showers. That's the way to go. Another text coming in. Millions of Australians have woken up to the fact that the government has been lying to us about COVID-19 and the vaccinations. Mm. I personally know five people who have lost 18 family members or friends in total after wow. being vaccinated. It's a, it's a wild time out there. Uh, lots of, And we could just go back to that whole thing about conspiracy theories and... and it's it's unfortunate to see like what's happening, you know. I remember and, going back to the times actually in which I was there with my dad. This is in 2020. Yeah. And people were talking about COVID. And my dad wrote this on Facebook cuz he thought it was profound. But he was like, "Does anyone actually know anyone who's had COVID?" And cuz it was a bit rare and a bit sparse and yet the whole world was shut down and it was like we had no idea. Like I, I'd never personally met anyone who had COVID, but then I knew of some people who had COVID. And then once we all got COVID ourselves, then my dad was like, okay, COVID's real. But there was a little bit there where it was like, Does it, has anyone even had COVID? But I think it's become such a reality to us and, and the unfortunate consequences we're seeing now as people dying. Braden, uh, Texas, pretty sure I've said this in the Faith of Him before, but the difference between conspiracy and fact is six months. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Six months. Sometimes it goes longer than that. But. And then he also says, Dr. Li Ming Yang was the one saying it was intentionally released. I think I actually read that article too, Brayden. I mm-hmm. saw that as well too. Uh, it, it's, you, you know what? The conspiracy theories will never stop happening. But we know from a biblical perspective that there will be wars and rumors of wars and pestilences and all uh, form of signs from Matthew 24 preparing us for Jesus coming back, which is the ultimate goal. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. It's important for us to remember, too, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, Mm. but of power, love, and a sound mind. God gives us the ability to decipher between truth and error, to see through the veil of disinformation, and gives us a better understanding of how to navigate in this very complicated world. Mm. So I just want us to remember that uh, when we talk about conspiracy theories, when we talk about conspiracy facts, like conspiracies back and forth, a lot of times uh, information is given not for the benefit of society or for a community, but to bring fear and loathing. That's right. And to hold people back from living without prejudice or living without fear yeah i think what is so interesting about that you know the why i'm i'm always skeptical when it comes to conspiracy theories and that's not because i don't believe that they're facts they're (laughs) sure Uh, no that's not because i don't believe in the potential of a conspiracy theory being true i think the greatest conspiracy theory that has ever existed is for example you shall not die like, that is a conspiracy that has bled through all the way through to this day. And uh, and, and what I'm talking about there is Satan's words in the garden and people believing it. The original conspiracy. The original conspiracy, that's right. And and also, has God not, you know, given you every tree? You know what's crazy? That conspiracy theory was 
given as a cover-up for the real conspiracy, which is Christ uh, and Satan versus Satan, which mm. is like basically good versus evil. Mm. So to cover that up, hey, you won't die. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Dude, disinformation from the beginning. That's right. Liter- literally sin started as a result of disinformation dun, dun, like and dun. a conspiracy. Uh, but again, wow. that doesn't mean that Adam and Eve aren't responsible for their sin. Because they disbelieved truth that came from God. And so it's like, oh, we're always thinking about, well, where can truth come from? It's from God and his word. But that being said, when it comes to the world that we live in, I'm always skeptical because I look at the attitude and the character of the people dispensing that information in which is, and and I mean, it could be your local friend who's into conspiracy theories or whatever it may be. But often, like, I know just a lot of people who are all about conspiracy theories who actually seems so unhappy. Well, that goes back to the spirit of fear. That's right. You know, that's not the spirit that God wants us to have, but to power, love, and a sound mind. They're so, they're, they're relatively, like they're really, 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 not relatively, but r- quite unhappy. And then simultaneously, like for me, for saying, okay, well, I understand that this is a potential risk of life or whatever it may be. Uh, you know, I'm happy being safe in the arms of Jesus. And then the accusation, the next accusation can potentially come of maybe, oh, well, you're just ignorant of how bad it really is. But then I always think about it and I'm like, well, look, I I live a life, you know, studying my degree in uni, speaking on radio here at Faith FM, uh, being used by God to reach people and to, to bring them to him. And yeah, there's been ups and there's been downs and there's been challenges, but I am happy following Jesus and not only am I happy, like there's people who are happy doing lots of things, but I'm happy following Jesus because it's it's true and it's truth. And despite the challenges, I'll keep following him. And, and I always think it's like, okay, well, if I believe all these conspiracies so I can posture myself exactly the same as this person, but do I really want to be like them? Mm. Or do I want to experience the joy of the Lord? And uh, yeah, this is the advice that I would I would love to give everyone. And maybe you're into conspiracy theories too, but never let a conspiracy hamper your ability to experience love and joy because God is wanting to give you that even through a veil dimly now, but then face to face when we see him again, in which there will be no conspiracy. Everything will be made clear. The books will be opened in heaven. That's what we have to look forward to, which is incredible. Like all those conspiracy theories, you know, who did JFK? Is the moon made of cheese? Like all of it. No, I'm just joking, obviously. But, obviously it's cheese. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Uh but everything will be cleared up in heaven, and we can spend a life chasing after, oh, well, we really have to know. But in, in all reality, in, in actual fact, we just really need to know Jesus. Amen. I I really do. You know, I, I have been on both sides of the fence uh, with conspiracy theories, uh, and one thing that I've found is they're a black hole. You continue. You go down the you go down the rabbit hole, and it's actually a black hole, and you disappear in it. Mm. Come to the light, which is in Jesus. It's good to know the information, like it really is. I, I think, like if you want to be a well informed citizen, you want to know more, go for it. But mm-hmm. don't spend more time studying the enemy than oh, so studying true. the Savior. Right? So true. Right. So that's how do you tell a counterfeit? Mm. You study the genuine. That's right. That's how you know. Mm. And so, you know, counterfeiters everywhere have been making money mm-hmm. and currency that are false for years. 
But the ones who always find them out are the ones who know the genuine. And that's right. And because you can, there are so many different thousands of counterfeits, and we can put this into false religion, false truth, conspiracies. There's so many different thousands of them, and we can spend all our time dissecting them. But if we know what's true, then we, we know where to look. We know how to look. We can look through heaven's eyes. Absolutely. Uh, I want to talk about another man who he, I don't know if he was a conspiracy theorist. He but participated in he a participated, conspiracy. He, he, yeah, he wasn't a theorist. He was a... He was a participant. Like, theorists are on the outside. He was participating in a conspiracy. He was a conspiracy catalyst. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this what? guy. Interesting. Oh. <laughs> conspiracy catalyst, this Absolutely. guy. Absolutely. Uh, his name was Judas Iscariot, uh-huh. not the good Judas. The, this is the bad the one. The bad one. The bad one who ended up hanging himself, uh, which is terrible, but not the way that we think about hanging or, or lynching, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like hanging by the neck. No, no, no. He get hung himself on a pike. It's pretty it's rough stuff. Yeah. Um, bad, bad stuff. And then his... Uh, Intestines did a whole bunch of weird stuff, and we won't talk about that. Uh, but if you want to read about that, it's in the Bible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, we do want to talk about what we do want to read in the Bible is from John chapter 12. Mm-hmm. And could you read that for us from verses 1 to 8? The Bible says, Six days before Passover, the Passover celebration began, Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man who had been raised from the dead. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. This is the Last Supper. Martha served, and Lazarus was among those whom ate with him. Then Mary took 12, a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume and made essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet, wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with a fragrance. But Judas Iscariot, the disciple who would soon betray him, said, That perfume was worth a year's wages. It should have been sold and money given to the poor. Not that he cared for the poor. He was a thief. And since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole it for himself. Jesus replied, Leave her alone. She didn't the preparation for my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. When all the people heard Jesus' arrival, oh, and then that's, yeah, so, that's sorry, this isn't the last supper. This yeah. is just before he goes, this is the last meal he has before he goes into Jerusalem. Okay, yeah, I was just going to say, I don't think this is the last supper. But what we see here is the seeds of covetousness mm-hmm. growing. Judas sees this really expensive, you know, sacrifice for the mm-hmm. lord his feet are anointed in what's essentially a year's worth of expensive wages so not mm. just like not just the janitor's wages mm. like we're talking like the guy who owns the janitorial company's wages mm-hmm. right and year a year's worth of salary has just been poured onto the feet of jesus right and and he's been now anointed with what did, did it say spike nard is that the yeah yeah it okay. said Oil of fragrance of nod or something yeah. like that. So, you know, classic, uh, classic old uh, Spike Nard de Gucci or whatever. Mm. You know, like the super most expensive thing. I was just on a, a boat from Finland to Tallinn and they had like the duty-free section. And man, like there's a whole industry of colognes and perfumes. I didn't even mm. know existed, but they forced us to walk through it because, you know, that's they that's, set up, that's, that's they set up their cruise ship like an Ikea where you can't escape. Mm. You just got to ah, navigate through but there's some really expensive perfumes and colognes mm. out there, like really expensive. And this is this is one is like on next level. This is like mm. the black edition, you know, like super mm. really expensive. Judas is upset because he's like, "Hey, 
could have been given to the poor. Now, it could have been. It could have been. But what was he really saying? Yeah, the intent of his heart was that he wanted he wanted to pocket some money from his from himself. Now, this is the interesting thing here is it's a long it's a long cry, it's it's a distant cry from then betraying Jesus for money and having him killed. But we can see here already the seeds of sin working in his heart. This issue of thievery had already begun, and it was probably in a small sense too. I was like, oh, I'll just skim some money for myself, but yeah, it puts him in a bad way. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. It is important for us to remember that we are talking about Judas. Mm. We're talking about covetousness coming up and consuming him. Mm -hmm. But before we do, we have one final clue for the quiz. We have something here that we don't want you to be covetous of, but we would like you to... Enjoy. Be motivated to win because it's going to be a huge blessing for your life. 13 Weeks to Joy by Jennifer Jill Schwerzer, as well as the Seven Deadly Sins, Relationship Sins DVD as well by Jennifer Jill Schwerzer, renowned, amazing psychologist, Christian, who will bless your life. I've heard the, had the privilege to hear her speak and hear her story, actually, of, of how she grew close to God and and whatnot. But if you want these books, which will enable you to essentially be happy, 0491-064-669. The final clue for today is Gomorrah and I were destroyed by burning sulfur. Hey, if you know where that was, 0491-064-669. I love the one. Gomorrah and I. Yeah. It's uh, a city. It's not a person. I know. But that's just like a, a classic... Old Gamora and I were destroyed by fire. Two buddies going down. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. That's just. You're listening to the breakfast show, and we're talking about Judas this morning. Yeah. We uh, actually, can you read, talking about Judas, can you read uh, Matthew 26 and 14 to 16 for us? The Bible says in Matthew 26, then the 12 called, one of the 12 called Judas Iscariot went to the chief priests. And said, what are you willing to give me if I deliver to him to you? And they counted out 30 pieces of silver. So from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. So I want to suggest that before that time, when we're reading John 12, 1 to 8, in verse 6, when it says, uh, this he said, so this is when Judas is like rebuking, for the, the spilling of the spikenard. Uh-huh. Uh, Judas then said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box, he used to take what was put in it. Here's what I'm thinking. His decision to go to the priests didn't happen overnight, mm. but it was a process over mm. time. Steal a little bit here, steal a little bit there, then betray the Son of God. Mm. He didn't just wake up and go, I'm going to betray the Son of God. Mm. But as he fed the bad wolf inside of him. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but there's an old uh, Indian legend uh, that... Now, this isn't a true story, but this is just a a legend, but I think the principle is very, very strong. There's an old Indian legend where there's two wolves in every person. There's a good wolf that does good things and a bad wolf that does bad things. And then the one that you feed is the one that grows, Mm. right? So now we know that there's not wolves living inside of us. That would be super awkward and... Really uncomfortable, to be mm, honest. I mm. would hate to have wolves running around in the prairies of my 
intestines. Uh, but the the idea, the concept is, you know, how we train our character and what we do with our character does impact who we become. We talked about this yesterday on the show. Our thoughts become our words, become our actions, become our habits, become our character, become our destiny. Mm. And so to develop a good character, you have to put in good thoughts mm. and say good things and do good actions and create good habits. What happened here, Judas, his character becomes corrupt because he is continuously feeding that wolf that steals and steals and steals. Mm, mm-hmm. In fact, the spirit of Satan, which is to steal, kill, and destroy, is running through him because he is allowing it to. Yeah, He is embracing the habit instead of fighting back to develop his character. I know it's interesting here. So he betrays Jesus in a very kind of direct sense because of his love of thievery and and money and again it was he had been practicing this but maybe the consequences weren't as bad it's like oh i've just skimmed some bucks here skim some skim some dollars there you know and oh i've done the wrong thing oh and i know i can repent um because it's not that bad and jesus loves me and cares for me but there's not a genuine repentance taking place and then in that style, in that way, he eventually betrays Jesus. And we could see, in, in another sense, it's like, you know, he betrayed Jesus in the sense of thievery, but we betray Jesus in all kinds of ways. Maybe it's unfaithfulness in your marriage, coming from a sex addiction or whatever. You know, you that we have the clear commandment to not commit adultery, and you started down that path, and it was with... Le- things with less consequence before and then more consequence later. It could be through lying. It could be through... Little white lies that turn into... That's right. It could yeah. be through s- violence leading to murder and hate. Or stealing, just like Judas. Or, or stealing, just like Judas. And, and again, and it starts in a place that is... Again, God is willing to work in the heart of anyone and, he, and he's calling all to repentance and he's calling all to change as a result of the work that he wants to do in people's heart. But when we don't lay hold of that and we continue down the path. We just don't know where we'll end up. Thinking of that, Judas literally had so many opportunities to see how a life should be lived. He was there, one of the 12, one of the leaders, one of the disciples following Jesus. There's a commentary called The Desire of Ages, a great book uh, here, one of my favorite books actually, about the life of Christ. It says, Judas loved the great teacher and desired to be with him. He felt a desire to be changed in character and life, and he hoped to experience this through connecting himself with Jesus. The Savior did not repulse Judas. He gave him a place among the twelve. He trusted him to do the work of an evangelist. He endowed him with power to heal the sick and to cast out devils. That sounds all beautiful and good. Mm. But Judas did not come to the point of surrendering himself fully to Christ. You can do a bunch of miracles. You can do Bible studies, preach sermons, be an amazing evangelist, be a social media influencer, a doctor that goes to other countries and does surgeries to heal people. But if you're not fully surrendering your life to Christ, you're not reaching your potential as a Christian. Mm. You're not reaching the character that God has set forth for you to have and Mm. to develop into. I don't think we're born with characters that are good i think that's something that over time 
some of us struggle more with maybe predispositions mm. or propensities to do wrong or to do good. Like it, it comes differently for each person because of their background, their genetic makeup, a uh, whole nature and nurture. The whole argument is there. But no matter what, it requires effort from every single person to make the decision to say, hey, look, I want to follow Jesus. Now, you can't save yourself. Only Jesus can save you. Mm. But it does require you to become a child of God because there are no grandchildren in the kingdom of heaven. Mm. There are only children of the Father. Absolutely. And so if you want to have that deeper relationship with God, you got to make the effort to say, hey, look, I can't do this on my own. Mm. Jesus, I want you in my life. Lord, I've made some mistakes. I have fallen on the path. I've gone off the way. Please hear my prayer. Forgive me for my sins, my shortcomings. Help me to get back on the right path and help me to choose to follow you. The only difference between a righteous man and unrighteous is a righteous man gets up after he falls seven times. And the fact that you potentially feel guilty about that is the evidence of the Holy Spirit working in your heart. You know, no one comes to a realization of sin without God working in them. And so, yeah, if you're already feeling compelled, it's, hey, you know, this, this isn't, uh, like, it actually doesn't make sense from a random genetic um, evolutionary perspective. The the, the sense, sense of guilt has no place in evolution, but it does have a place in the spirit of God working in your heart to draw him, to draw you closer to him. So... Yeah, let that conviction speak to you and and draw close to him. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We're on Faith FM, The Breakfast Show. Sometimes the mute button comes on quick, sometimes it comes on a little bit slower. I don't know what's ever going to happen, who knows, but we're here. Lawson, we're coming to the end of the show, but before we do, you better give me the answer to these clues because i'm intrigued the, so the, fir- the first one was really intriguing actually so we said what city am i right this right. is this is the the overarching new york. question new york it's not new york it could it could new jersey it, that's a state. it's not new jersey some of the clues about this particular city actually apply to every city but in the future Ooh. because we're going to see here first it says abraham refused to accept anything from the king of this city so that the king would not be able to say that he made Abraham rich. Now, of course, this is talking about the battle between four kings and five kings, in which Abraham and a company of, what is it, 300? Four V5. Three, well, the the five losers. Yeah. Dramatically. Big time. Uh, but Abraham and his servants, a bunch of, the Bible says trained servants. Yeah. yeah. The original 300 rock up. Stomp 120,000 men. Well, not really stomp them. They do a covert operation and take a bunch of them out, but then, like, get Lot and the possessions back. But they they rip them up, bro. Yeah. Like, it was wild. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a wild story. Like, 300 dudes going up against, like, a giant army is just insane. But then, so, Abraham's won this amazing victory. Love this guy. He takes the money. He takes the plunder, gives a tenth of it to the boys over in Jerusalem, which is called Salem at this time, to Mm -hmm. Melchizedek, for the purpose of the ministry of the Lord. Now, that is an intriguing story. For sure. Because, like, who's Melchizedek? What is Salem? People are worshiping God, and it's not Abraham. Tithe. Where did they? Tithe exists. Where does that come from? But eventually he will return, after paying tithe, the rest of those possessions to the king of 
Sodom, which was this story is the, the reason answer. why this place is destroyed. Yeah, like literally, because it, this would be the catalyst of essentially they wouldn't accept God despite God saving their city through Abraham, and Abraham is can can like trying to convince them so much about that fact that it was God who did it through Abraham and his servants that he gives them all the stuff back. That's the point. It's like, you don't need to pay me because it's not my work. Right. It's God's work. But continuing on, uh, when they captured the city, they seized Abraham's nephew. The next clue is the Lord said he would visit the city to see the evil things he has heard about it, you know, to be true. And then Abraham actually intercedes on behalf of the city to God. Because God is like, I'm ready to destroy. We're gonna go. We're gonna go destroy this. And then Abraham's like, What if there's fifty? And then, and this is the thing: is that and God what, says, Okay, I won't for fifty. Uh, for fifty, but was there? No. no. What? If, what if there's forty? What if there's twenty? No. What if no. there's no. thirty, twenty, ten? And then eventually, there's only four. They're miraculously saved out of the city. And the point that God is making is, when I judge, it's because that's it. And this is a principle that lasts all the way through to the end of the time. You read in the book of Revelation, it says, when the probation closes, when probation ends, when there's no more opportunity for anyone to make a decision to choose Jesus or not to choose Jesus, and you might be thinking, wow, that's harsh, but it's because God says, let the just be just still and let the, the wicked be wicked still. There's no more decisions to make. Everyone, the opportunity is right now. That's right. And at that point, that is when God brings judgment. And it's interesting we're talking about Judas as well, because Judas essentially he's one of the most obvious candidates of committing the unpardonable sin. He does something bad. He doesn't want to repent. He tries to go his own way of repentance, you know, giving the money back, but it's not sufficient because actually what he needs to do is stand before Jesus, stand before God and receive forgiveness. But instead of doing that, he commits the unpardonable sin, which is that he doesn't allow God to forgive his sin. And he ends up taking his own life. And so we we see in in that story, it's like judgment has befallen upon a person, which judgment has befallen upon everyone because we're all sinners. We have the opportunity to turn to God. And it's in the complete and utter absence of turning to God in which we never, ever will. That is when God judges and destroys. And that's what happens to Sodom. And that's what will happen to every city at the end of time. And that's what will happen to all of those who are found wanting in the judgment. And how do we circumvent that? You know, how are we inside the city of, you know, the new Jerusalem rather than on a city that's burning and being destroyed? We fall before Jesus and repent of our sins. Amen. That's the only option we have. That is the only remedy. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.